Do you love 80s and 90s music? You freaking should. Yeah, because if not, you have issues. But if you do, then boy, do we have the podcast for you. The Mixtape. Yes, Matt, The Mixtape, where we chat about, whoa, 80s and 90s music mostly. Yeah, we sprinkle some other stuff in there too, though. A smattering of 70s and early 2000s. Throw in celebrity interviews, a lot of immature humor, and some actual content, and you have a hell of a good time. We do have a good time, don't we? Yes, we do. Check us out. Spotify, Pandora, Apple, iHeart, pretty much all the places you find podcasts. You can search for us, The Mixtape Podcast. That's four words. Find us, listen, subscribe, share, and stay Stay awesome. awesome. Back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Super Stupendous Sto- Solo Steve. <laughs> and joining me, I, li- I like the solo in there. You got the, the solo end, yeah. in there because <laughs> I kind of figured out, you know, for the cubicle chat, that's going to be. Uh, I think that'll be, be my nickname for at least the time being. There you go. You know, yeah. So, you know, Solo Steve. And joining me is, let's see, delicious, dirty, delightful. <laughs> so, I like that. I like that. <laughs> And as you heard at the very beginning, uh, we were asked by our friends at the Mixtape Podcast uh, if we would actually play their promo, and we did. I mean, I think they did a fantastic job, and they said uh, we can actually send them a promo as well to play on theirs, which means that Dwayland and I need to come up with a promo. <laughs> so hopefully, yep, yep. you know, you'll be hearing that pretty soon. Uh, but we're just happy to be back for the second time uh, this week, really. I mean, because we first recorded on Monday. Yeah. And then I didn't get the YouTube video out until yesterday because Tuesday I was exhausted. I got home and I pretty much went to bed. <laughs> because, <laughs> dude, I was like, I ended up sleeping for like 10 hours. I mean, I was that tired. Wow. Yeah, I laid down. I was, you know, so, um, but I'm still working on getting better about the videos. But I did figure out something the other day, you know, so yeah. uh, I was able to, whenever you, when I'm talking about, our contacting listing info, which I'll actually go into, you know, here pretty quickly. Uh, I actually have it popping up. Oh, cool. Cool. You know, so um, I've actually figured out some tricks to get that uh, to work correctly. So cool. uh, But I will go ahead and do that. Like I was saying, if you'd like to email the show, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to get us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. If you want to find us on Instagram, it's at Armchair Booking. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at Booking Armchair. If you want to find us on TikTok, it's at Armchair Booking. If you want to find us on YouTube, it's also at Armchair Booking. Of course, if you're watching us on video, you already know that. So uh, as far as audio platforms go, you can find us on just about any audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, then let us know. And... We will do whatever we can to get ourselves added. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you give us a five-star rating and a review, we will read it on the air. Right, let me check that now because because that's the best time to do it is right when we're recording. Uh, let's see. Uh, no more. No additional ones besides the ones that are already there. But I will read them on the air. If you were using something like Spotify or Good Pods or any other platform which allows you to at least give ratings, send them a screenshot along with your review, and I will also read those in the air. Uh, if you want to find Dwaylon, you can on social media. You can also find him on, at Twitter at fat underscore daddy seventy three. Yep. See if you look right above his head. He doesn't see it right now, but it'll be above <laughs> his head on the video. Uh, because he is Fat Daddy, along with his wife Hope, who is Big Mama. They have 
big and fat their youtube and tiktok and hopefully you know i can do that right it'll see it right above and below you i was able to get it last time uh you can also find my other podcast the cubicle chat you can find that on twitter at cubicle underscore chat it's also on facebook as well and that's my non-wrestling podcast waylon's been a guest on there before and he'll Mm -hmm. be a guest on there again because Mm -hmm. we've talked about other things other than wrestling yeah we talked about how much he loves led zeppelin yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to disagree on that one because mm-hmm. I like two songs. Which I song? really, really like two songs. I like the immigrant song oh, yeah. and uh, "Ramble On." Other than that, no, no. Especially, not, I not cannot. Terrible. I cannot stand "Stairway <laughs> to Heaven." I can't. I just can't. It's just because like, it was played too often. It's one of the most overplayed songs ever, and. Some songs that are overplayed, I can still stick with, but that is one that I just can't do. Well, the uh, reason why it became so popular on the radio is because of its length. It's a bathroom song. Mm-hmm. The DJs would put it on because they had to pee. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I'm honestly just coming from a guitar player standpoint. It is actually a really good song, you know. As far as I mean, it, I mean, the I'm not taking anything away from you know the talent of the band and you know the individual talents of each member. It's just. As soon as that song starts, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I just I just can't. Uh, kind of like me and Macarena. That's Yeah, yeah. Oh, but we realized the day after we recorded the other day, there was some really big news that had come out on Friday during SmackDown, and we totally, totally ran past it. Rey Mysterio is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Very yep. well deserved. Very well deserved. Like the, okay, my opinion, greatest luchador of all time. I mean, just yeah. the the influence that he's had on on the current crop of wrestlers that do that style, and he and he took lucha libre and made it mainstream. I mean, Eddie Guerrero did also. But the impact that Rey Mysterio has had, start you know, leaving Mexico, coming through ECW, you know, the amazing things that he did in the cruiserweight division in WCW. Then we're going to skip past the fact the part where they made him take his mask off. No, never did uh, that. Yeah, and then but he comes to WWE with the mask immediately, you know the cruiserweight division gets that shot in the arm that it really needed. And then from there, he's won every championship there is to win. I mean, he's been the intercontinental champion, United States champion, you know, world heavyweight champion, WWE champion, even though he got robbed and shouldn't have had to defend the WWE title an hour after winning it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, he's just, a once-in-a-lifetime talent who did not let his size hold him back. And he's still doing amazing things in the ring. Yeah, he's almost, he's he's our age, and he's yeah. still wrestling at a high level. And it's like, and this is a dude who's had multiple knee surgeries in his career, who wears knee braces when he wrestles, and he's still wrestling circles out of guy, around guys half his age. Yeah. I'm and if people, everybody, you know, says WWE is a big man's territory, but Ray, he dominated it. Oh, Ray, he yeah. Dominate, I mean, he, he, you couldn't ignore him. And here's the thing. Even when, how poorly he was booked as world champion, where they put him against every giant that was possible just to make him look bad, he still carried that championship with pride. He still carried himself like a champion and showed respect mm-hmm. for the title, regardless of how he was booked. And, I mean, you can't ask for a better representation of your company than that. Uh, something else I forgot on Monday, uh, matches that we're getting at WrestleMania, is Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Oh, they finally... Well, Re- Dominic um, challenged him to a match at WrestleMania. Ray said, I'm never going to fight my son. We know where that goes. Yeah. It, eventually... Dominic's going to push Ray to have to do it. And then that's going to, I honestly, I think that's going to be a good match because people want to crap on Dominic for the problem is the shadow that Ray Mysterio has cast is extremely, 
it would be extremely hard for Dominic if he tried mm-hmm. to go the same route as Rey Mysterio. Luckily, somebody was smart enough to say, let's turn this kid heel, have him join this heel group, and they're, and they're helping bring out that personality that was needed. The skills are there. That's not that's yeah. not a thing. The skills are there. It's just he needed that he needed that shot in the arm of personality. And being a white meat babyface was never going to work because when your daddy's the ultimate white meat babyface, yeah, you know, Ray Mysterio's in that league with Ricky Steamboat, to where it's like they're the ultimate babyface, and Dominic would have never got gotten out of that shadow. And the wild thing is about that for. Somebody being, you know, at least six, seven inches shorter than his son. Yeah. His shadow. His shadow <laughs> casts over yes. everybody who does a the high pace style. Seth Rollins, Young Bucks, um, a third of the AEW roster. Yeah. <laughs> have Ray Mysterio to thank for be, introducing that to the mainstream. Because without Ray Mysterio we would not have the type of wrestling that we have. I, I honestly believe that because he was so influential in what he brought to every company that he's ever worked for. And his moveset is that of a person his size. Yes, exactly. You know, he doesn't try yeah. to do anything. Everything that Rey Mysterio does, it's believable for a guy his size to pull that off. He's not trying to do these superpower moves that nobody's going to believe he's pulling off. You know, because he's five six and 175 pounds. So he's not pulling off the power stuff, but he'll pull off the technical stuff and he'll pull mm-hmm. off the high flying stuff. So, you know, stay in your wheelhouse and you see where his career is gone, you know, world championships, multiple titles all, all around the world. And now he's about to be, get a hall of fame ring. So, and I'm going to guess that the match against Dominic will be his last Hopefully, it would be a great way to end his career Mm -hmm. for him to go into the Hall of Fame the night before WrestleMania, put his son over at WrestleMania. Because, you know, if he, if we, like we always preach about going the old school route, what better way to put your son over than for him to beat you on the biggest stage that there is in pro wrestling? And I would hope, honestly, that. Dominic would actually turn something would happen to make him turn face, mm-hmm. you know, after that. Uh, but beating his dad, I mean, you know, regardless, it's going to be an emotional moment for both oh, of yeah. them. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be hard to hide yeah. that. I don't care, you know, how professional you are. That, I mean, that's a, it'd be a tough one. That and people, some people might crap all over what I'm about to say, but that moment is going to be right up there with Shawn Michaels telling Ric Flair he loved him before he hit him with the chin music. It's that type of emotion yeah. that this match is going to have. Yeah, right before you kick somebody in the face, you need to tell them that you love them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it like, it, but it was like so good. He was like, "I'm sorry, I love you," and, and then put him and then put him down. And he was being very sincere. I mean, that oh yeah, because he did. That was yeah. yeah. Uh, because Shawn Michaels, I mean, he was one that he didn't hide his emotions during matches. I mean, you saw mm-hmm. that when he kicked Vader in the head. Oh yeah, you know? whether whether it was. <laughs> Like whether it was, you know, anger or he was upset or whatever, it's like, yeah, he had no problem showing any emotion in the ring, whether that was, you know, a good thing or a bad thing. Clowning against Hulk Hogan, the grand that was still funny. That was still that was still <laughs> so good. Uh, my personal opinion, Hogan deserved all of that because yep. you know he yeah, agreed was, he agreed that, on a trilogy and then and then back out. As, it's like as soon as he found out he was going to win the first one. <laughs> Then he's like, oh, well, I'm just going to do that. and that, That'll work for me, brother. Day. Yeah. So Sean's like, all right, I'm just going to make your moveset look as ridiculous as everybody knows that it is. <laughs> Whew. But, yeah, I'm glad to see Ray going in. I can only think of one time ever that he was booed that I know of, and that was at the Royal Rumble. Which uh, was not his fault. He wasn't his fault. healed I mean, or anything. It's just He WWE. wasn't Daniel Bryan. He wasn't Daniel Bryan. WWE just booked it wrong. They put him in an impossible spot. Yeah. I mean, how do you boo Rey Mysterio? Yeah. I mean, you, but he's being inducted by Conan. Now, that was actually, I was wondering, I was like, who is going to induct him? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> because Conan, speaking of Hulk Hogan, Conan is like the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. That's what people oh, yeah. call him. They say yeah. he is huge out of Mexico. Oh, he's still huge. I mean, he still has a huge influence. And I mean, you know, hats off to Conan because he was another one who brought the Lucha Libre style, mm-hmm. you know, stateside and made it mainstream. And, you know, these guys don't get enough credit for their contribution to professional wrestling. I always liked Conan just because um, it, he also showed that to be a Lucha Libre, you didn't have to be small. You could yeah. still work that style. Yeah. Uh, but his moveset, Conan's actually a very, very good technical wrestler. Oh, yeah. I always loved the like the lead up to his submission, the Tequila Sunrise. Yeah. always loved like the roll through with the clothesline. And then as soon as he dropped him, he got him in the move. And it was like, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Especially for a guy his size, putting that all together so crisp was mm-hmm. it was nice to see. And he was uh when I played WCW NWO Revenge on the Nintendo <laughs> yeah. 64, still one of the greatest wrestling video games ever. Oh yeah. Uh that he was one of the ones I loved using. And I tried yeah. using every single character on the roster, all 60 of them or however yeah, many I think there was like 64 characters something I mean, I mean for for that time that was a massive roster yes you know what 64 actually makes sense because of just the way computers work because it's one of the it's a binary yeah. number yeah so now I have to look it up how many <laughs> how many characters are in it because some of the characters were um kind of made up for the game but they were yeah. actually modeled off of of real wrestlers. Uh, let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, come on. Come on. Um, yeah, it, it was one of my favorites. But yeah, um, yeah, Conan, his, that Tequila Sunrise, that's another move, kind of like the, the Cloverleaf. I don't understand why nobody's using it. I don't either. Yeah, it's like every now and then you'll see people pull out the Cloverleaf I've yep. seen Rhea Ripley do it. I've seen Sheamus do it. I've seen Drew McIntyre do it every now and then. But I don't know why more people aren't using that move. And I'm like, you, I've never seen anybody else use Tequila Sunrise. And it's like, why in this day and age where everybody's, you know, there's only so many moves you can do. So people are borrowing other people's moves. Why has nobody reached out to Conan to ask permission to use that move? Yes. Uh, the Wikipedia page doesn't have the, <laughs> the roster. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to look it up other other ways. Um, oh, um, okay. Revenge roster. Uh, let me see. I, I, hopefully they had they had this thing already counted, so I don't have to count them. But if I have to <laughs> count them, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's like I just refused. I'm not doing uh, it. It just says <coughs> over over sixty. So yeah, sixty four is probably. Yeah, 64 uh, makes sense, yeah. Uh, uh, they're numbered. Uh, they were numbered. Um, let's see. WCW up to 11 and then 30. NWO White, there's 9. So 39 plus another 5, 44. Plus 6, there's 50. 56, 62, 60. Oh, 69 if you include the managers. Mm, no, I don't include them. <laughs> uh, so, six, so 62. Yeah, 62. Okay, I was close. Yeah, um, there was a way you could contr- take control of a manager on the outside of the ring. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, there were. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Yeah, because I would do that sometimes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when my wife was playing, because she loved <laughs> she loved playing that game too, <laughs> and she was actually pretty good at it. it used to be oh, okay. bad. Um. <laughs> anyway, so and also you were telling me today you saw something else, another rumor that the Great Muda might mm-hmm. be going in. And it's also rumored that if he does go in, it'll be Flair that inducts really? him. Which I understand. I, Here's fair? the thing. That, yeah, because I mean they had they had some matches in WCW in you right. know, late NWA and WCW, but it's like the rivalry that I remember, which they can't possibly have this happen because they're too petty to do it, is it should be Sting inducting muda into the hall of fame that was the rivalry for muda yes in the nwa him and staying over the world television championship that it was a phenomenal series of matches every match they they just upped 
up their game every match. And you could already see, I mean, you could see the phenomenal athlete that Muda was, mm-hmm. but he brought that out of Sting. Everybody thinks that Flair got Sting to where he needed to be. Honestly, Muda prepared him for Flair. Yes. I was going to say because, yeah, Flair may have been the person he had to beat. Yeah. To get up, to but get... Muda was the one who really taught him what to do yeah, in the ring. Exactly. And by the time he got to Flair, you know, Sting was, he was a main event guy by then. He'd already learned the ropes by then. Um, not that he didn't have the talent before, but his feud with Muda really pulled something out of him that you hadn't seen before. I might have to look up Muda now <laughs> because they were advertised him as being the son of Kabuki. Was that actually... I, I don't think it was. I don't think that was legit. I know Gary Hart did manage the great Kabuki back in the day, but I don't think that they were related. I think it was just a storyline thing. And let me Just to give him more, more myth, you know, more myth because, you know, the great Kabuki was so feared. Uh, Gary Hart introduced him as the son of the great Kabuki. Yep. Um, and you know, the son of, or Kabuki. Yeah. I mean, he lasted a long time. He was a legend. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, uh, skill wise, he wasn't that good. I mean, Muda character wise though, far exceeded him. Yeah. skill wise. Yeah. But character work. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, because anybody who feuded with Jimmy Valiant, I just automatically hated. Oh yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and him, him and Valiant had a feud for a while, and then yeah. he spray the mist, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's what got him over. It wasn't his move set, even though he had his own. Um, they he didn't call it the super kick, but it was a thrust kick. Yeah, and you know they actually had him and Chris Adams went against each other, like king of the super kick type deal. Yeah, but not everybody was using it, so it's like all right. You know, and they yeah. they had their own moves. It's not like one copied the other. I mean, they right. did it totally separate. Uh, but now, of course, everybody does it, and it's like yeah, and it's like, gentlemen, Chris Adams would be disgusted mm-hmm. with how much that has been overused. Just like Harley, he he would probably wish he had never invented that move. Just like Harley Race is with the was with the headbutt. The diving head. Oh, the flying, yeah. Yeah, he wished he had never, once he learned about concussions and all that stuff, he wished he had never, and you know, originated that actually, move. Didn't he actually say that in some interviews later mm-hmm. on? He wished yeah. He, yeah. He wished he had never originated that move because too many guys have suffered serious concussions, especially after the Benoit situation. Yeah. You know, um, because, well, race influenced Dynamite Kid. Dynamite mm-hmm. Kid influenced, influenced Benoit. Influenced Chris Benoit, yeah. And in a weird way, Chris Benoit influenced Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's right, because he was doing the same move even mm-hmm. after I was like, because I think yeah. I even texted you one time going, I thought that move was banned. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, maybe he did it like real, just once Yeah, you know, in WWE. And now yeah. I think he, he does do it in AEW, doesn't he? Uh, sometimes. He doesn't overuse it, though. He doesn't do it like every match. Well, that's one of the, the cases where I would hope that AEW would actually take the WWE's lead on some things and say, these moves are banned, not yeah. just in kayfabe banned. No, they are banned, period, because they are dangerous. I don't care how yeah. safe you're trying to be. They are very, very, they're just, they're too dangerous. Yeah. And like the, with the super kick, it's like, you know, gentlemen, Chris Adams originated that move. There was some guys who used it and then the, Late eighties, early nineties, they called it a thrust kick. But then Shawn Michaels took it and made it an art form. Mm-hmm. And now, but now everybody uses it multiple times in a match. And it's you know, Shawn hit you with chin music. It was over. That was mm-hmm. that was it. He hit you with chin music. He pinned you. That was a wrap. Now it's just a transition move. And I know we've complained about transition moves a lot on this show, but it yeah. just irritates me that it's such a great move is just a transition move now and everybody's using a super kick and now it doesn't mean anything 
there's it's lost all its meaning, you know, because if everybody does it, then it doesn't mean anything. And the Usos, they have their double super kick, but still. And 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 that works in a tag team form. I'll give them that, especially if the guy's in between them and they hit it from both sides. The Usos at least try to switch it up, and so do the Bucks. I'll give them that. But then everybody else is just throwing super kicks like they're Shawn Michaels, and it's like, no. And until yeah. you <laughs> until you hit Shelton Benjamin mid ring in the air with a super kick, then don't talk oh, to me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and. You know, I don't. Muda, did he have? I'm pretty sure he actually had that in his move set at some point. Oh yeah, he had that in his move set. That that handspring power elbow he'd do to the corner though. It's yes. Like, oh. Somehow <laughs> he would he would come out slow with the kick with the you know with the somersault, but then he would land on his feet about halfway across the ring, and then and somehow he sped up <laughs> because it yes. went from to. <laughs> and and I'm, like, like, I'm like what did he just do yeah and i mean i'm glad to see muda going in because he is considered one of the best of all time yeah my um, only my only thing and i guess it's a loophole because they own all the footage to wcw which includes sure. the old you know nwa the old jim crockett stuff before they came became wcw there's the loophole for muda but it's like it still bugs me that WWE puts people in the Hall of Fame that have never worked for the company, but there are people that have worked for the company that are still not in the Hall of Fame. China being number one because she got they let her go in with DX. She deserves a solo induction uh-huh. for the impact that she made on women's wrestling. She showed that you did not have to be a Barbie doll or a swimsuit model to get over as a woman in pro wrestling. And Rhea Ripley has said in interviews that that was her inspiration. I can see that. Yeah, it was China. She's like, because she broke the mold of what people thought women wrestling was. And she's like, and that's what I try to bring. I don't want to just be labeled as I'm, I'm the best female wrestler in the company. She's like, no, I want to be the best wrestler in the company, male or female. And yeah, China, who should be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, my very first next one would be Ivan Koloff. Yeah, I don't know how Ivan Koloff is not in. Former WWE champion. I mean, you have Drew Carey in the Hall of Fame. For no reason. But Ivan Koloff, I know he was a stopgap between two long, two lengthy reigns, but the man was still champion. The man caused a riot. Bruno. He beat Bruno in Madison Square Garden and caused a riot. Yeah. You know, that and at first alone, the crowd got quiet because yeah. they're like, did. Bruno lost. And then and it's then like, Bruno. oh, now we have to kill that guy because he beat Bruno. <laughs> yeah. And. So Ivan Koloff's one that definitely needs to be in. Uh, I mean, I know why they're not putting him in because he was part of that lawsuit. Yeah, but that's petty too. It's like, get over it. It's done. They threw out the lawsuit because there wasn't enough evidence or whatever to continue. Get over it. These guys still contributed to the success of your company. Demolition deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. Please put them in the Hall of Fame. And It's, it's, It's stupid that these people are not because why because they sued you you put the ultimate warrior in uh in the hall of fame (laughs) how many times has he sued you sable's in there how many times did she sue them for sexual harassment did sable go in i thought sable went in because i know tori wilson went in if tori wilson's in sable's got to be in because sable was like you know attitude error she was top of the food chain in women's wrestling uh, she may she not be was, in. I'll have to look. But uh, you know what? Let me look. <laughs> so, if um, she's not, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, of course. You know, considering who she's married to. Yeah, he may walk up and and say. But here's the thing. Okay, Michelle McCool was in the Hall of Fame. She's in the Hall of Fame because she's married to the Undertaker. Because Michelle McCool did not contribute a whole lot to women's wrestling. Yes, she won some championships, but okay. 
She also stole AJ Styles' move and tried to pretend she didn't know what it was. The Styles Clash? Yeah, she called it the Faith Breaker. It's the exact same. It's it's the Styles Clash. She just called it the Faith Breaker. And then people were calling her on it. And she's like, oh, I've never seen that move before in my life. You had to because nobody else uses that move because nobody else knows how to set it up to where the person doesn't get hurt. Uh, She's not in. Sable's not in. Oh, uh, I am very surprised. Um, I'm surprised Brock didn't pull the strings and been like, uh, why is she not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Um, And I think it was, uh, she left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. You know, um, she believed her own hype. She got to where she got so popular that she forgot that she wasn't always that big of a star. And she thought she was always going to stay that big of a star. And that didn't happen either. Once the attitude era ended, people were kind of like, "Mm, okay, well, we've seen you, you know, in the sexy stuff, but what can you do in the ring? It's when, it was transitioning out of that eye candy role into is before clown shoes came in with the, the divas. Yes. It was that time period to where women were starting to get taken more seriously as athletes and Sable could not keep up with that because she was not any good in the ring at all. You know who else speaking of women wrestlers who need to be in the hall of fame. I, and I don't think she's in. Luna Vashon. Yeah, Luna's not in, and she deserves to be in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, she helped uh, get Sable over. In fact, she was threatened. If you hurt yeah, her, to, we're going to yeah, fire Yeah, you're you. fired. And here's the thing. Abdullah the Butcher is in the WWE Hall of Fame. He, is not, he never stepped one second in a WWE ring. Yeah, I don't get that. They don't own any footage of Abdullah the Butcher, other than there are a couple of couple of showings in WCW, but Abdullah the Butcher was not, I don't understand why they put him in the Hall of Fame, especially since they don't openly acknowledge where other wrestlers worked and contributed. So it's like, if you're not going to... If they if don't have gonna, the footage. Yeah. yeah. If you're not going to recognize the work, then don't throw them a token Hall of Fame induction when you really don't appreciate what they brought to the business. I mean, now, I could see Abdul the Butcher going into an overall wrestling Hall of Fame. And I think he's in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Okay, that would make but, sense. But he's also in the WWE Hall of Fame, and makes and that never made any sense to me. Um, And, you know, and I think a wrestler who knew he had hep C and was still bleeding and blading everybody. Yes. You know, should, that, not be, should not be considered for the Hall of Fame. Because yeah. if you don't care enough about the people that you're performing with, to protect them, then why should you get any kind of acknowledgement from the wrestling community? Uh, speaking of Abdullah, after I got home the other day and, of course, met Rock and Roll Express and then Nikita mm-hmm. and Bill After, like, they were all kind of right there by each yeah. other. I went ahead and pulled up Stark at 85 because mm-hmm. I wanted to watch the Rock and Roll Express against hey. the Russians. Yeah. I'm going to show that to my son. And, of course, he didn't give a crap, but... Um, and of course, Bill Lapter was out there taking pictures. Yeah. Um, but one of the first matches, uh, I don't know, it may have been the first match, was the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, Fernandez and Abdullah in the, the Mexican death match. Yeah. Which was a sombrero on a pole. I don't know why they just didn't call it a sombrero on a pole match because that's what it was. You got the sombrero off the pole, you won the match. Oh my God. Yeah. And, but that's the one where, Manny did a monkey flip and then he did a vertical suplex mm-hmm. on Abdullah. Yeah. And, and this is why I remember we were talking about trying to get Manny on the show. I yeah. think we should, we should try that again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if anybody out there knows how to get a hold of Manny Fernandez, please let us know. We got some questions about that match that happened 38 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and a shameless plug. If anybody out there that listens to us or watches us on YouTube, they're diabetic. And you're you drink zero sugar drinks. Sunkissed zero sugar is amazing. Tastes just like Sunkissed. Doesn't have that bitter aftertaste that some of the zero sugar drinks do. So that's the one I found that I really like. So you know, I'll probably have to give that a shot. Uh, 
My only issue is it doesn't have caffeine. Yeah, that's true. Of course, neither does this sparkling water beverage that I get from Kroger. This is their sparkling water. It's the black cherry flavor. I like oh, the black okay. cherry and the pineapple coconut. There you go. Uh, but yeah, once again, since uh, Dwayne and I are diabetic, <laughs> we yeah. have to we you have to look your, for these things. You take your medicine. I did. Uh, yeah, granted, I just had some some no bake cookies, but, uh, <laughs> but I took well, medicine, I mean, you know, yeah, I've and been I, cheating way too much here lately, so I'm. Like I've been drinking regular pop way too much lately, so I started back with the zero sugar stuff and trying to drink more water. And that's one thing I've actually been really good at is not drinking regular. Yeah, I, I can't. I cannot say that other word. I'll say soda. You know, I just can't do it. Pop. Ah, you know, <laughs> uh, a weasel goes pop. Uh, but well. but you know, right where I live, they all say that. They put it up like when you go to a store or something. They'll say our prices of pop is this, and I'm like. Yeah. Oh my God, See, I, <laughs> I don't say soda. I say pop, but I can't stand soda pop. I don't know why. I just, I, I can't stand the, the combo. Maybe it's, you know, because of the Mike Tyson's punch out, the guy named Soda Pop. <laughs> <laughs> might be, might be, because. Uh, uh, which my son, he's been playing that game here lately. And... Yeah, because Soda Pop on that game handed out some fresh whoopings. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, because he was supposed to be from Russia. Yeah, Kinda like Nikita Koloff was supposed to be from Russia, but mm-hmm. he's not. He was from Minnesota. But he like, committed. He committed to that gimmick, and yes, he did. And he, I mean, he's kept that accent everywhere he went. And mm-hmm. by the way, he's a, he he has another good podcast. Uh, he doesn't really talk about wrestling a lot because he actually talks about his ministry. Mm-hmm. But some of the other podcasts that we know of, we have not even talked about Ted in such a long time. I talked to Ted. Uh, he messaged me. Day before yesterday, I think. Okay, I know he messaged both of us at yeah. one point at the same time. Yeah, the, the same. Day, yeah, the same day that he messaged. He we were in the group message with him. He had yeah. messaged me solo uh, earlier. Uh, in case anybody's looking for Ted on Twitter, he is now off of social media. Uh, but he does have an email address, and I'm going to have to actually pull up his podcast to. So is he just not? Is he just done with social media? Or? He's done for so, with social media for at least the time being. Okay. okay. Um, don't know why, but uh, but I think you know it's probably like less stress because sometimes social media people get stupid on there. Yeah, sometimes it's like you gotta you gotta take a break. It's like even if it's no more than just thinning out who you follow or. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that, because sometimes it gets just overwhelming. It's like, I'm about to do that with Instagram and just weed it out. I may just weed everything out until my brother's business page is the only thing left. Oh, there you go. Because I don't really do anything on Instagram anymore. Everything um, and, and everybody that I follow on, like, that I know personally that I'm friends with, I have on Facebook. And it's the same, a lot of times, <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it's the exact same post on Instagram yeah. and on Facebook. So it's like, if I've got it on Facebook, then why, why do I keep around? Let's say, yeah, if I post a picture on Facebook, I have it set to where it goes up on Instagram too. See, I have it set to where if I post it on Instagram, it automatically sends it to Facebook. I'll have to, I have not posted a picture straight to Instagram in a while. I'll have to do that. Yeah. There's uh, a little, on the drop down, there's a tab you can hit and it'll send it right to. Uh, they're all owned by the same people. So why yeah. not? Uh, by the way, it's hilltruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can always email Ted you know, about different things. His latest episode was on Kevin Sullivan and the Army of Darkness, which, yeah, they were scary. Uh, Luna Vachon, oh, yeah. that's where she got her start, was yeah. part of that. Uh, but love Ted's show, also Wrestling with the Truth, Wrestling with the War. Um, you know, our friends BC and Jay from Halifax, Nova Scotia, they have a fantastic podcast. Right now, they are going through the Monday Night Wars, but starting in 95. Yeah, so um, yep. yeah, so they, they didn't just go, okay, well, nothing happened before the NWO. No, I right. mean, they start right when Nitro started. First, yeah, that's, I mean, and there was some important stuff that happened. I mean, mm-hmm. Luger jumping ship 24 hours after wrestling for WWE <laughs> was, you know, big news. And that pirate shirt he was rocking. Yeah, I was about to say, he showed up. <laughs> it's really not a bad looking shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Hmm. Oh, and but you have uh, 
those podcasts, which are absolutely fantastic. You also have um, Wrestling World with Austin Boyer. Uh, you know, it's really sad. I'm at to actually go through my Twitter to remember everybody because it's been that long since we have been able to record. Uh, I mean, I, yes, I know we recorded a few days ago, but we were still rusty. You could tell because we forgot all about Ray. Oh, yeah. We got it out. Um, Sorry about the yawn, guys. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's been a long day, people. I mean, y'all don't get it. I mean, it's Thursday. Yeah. It's been it's been a long couple of weeks. This is like the week after daylight savings time, too. Yeah, and it's it's killing me. I'm just it's like I hope they pass that thing to where there's no more daylight savings time. It just oh well, stays. Somebody pointed out to me the other day. They're like, yeah, they're like, well, this is daylight savings time. But the problem is, you know, when you um when you fall back, it only lasts four months. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Only four months. Like, who thought of that? So, who thought that was a good idea for four months? It's like it's going to get dark at four thirty. It's like no, no, just leave it alone. It, you know, when we fall back this time, just leave it because it, once upon a time there was a there was a need for that because of farmers, you know. But it, yeah, also, and that's when sometimes I want to say just adjust your day to it. Yeah, you know, but it was kind of harder back in the seventeen eighteen hundreds. Yeah, uh, but well, I, I I think it's. Daylight savings time is good for people with seasonal depression. It, you know, it helps. I don't have seasonal depression, but people, I know I have people close to me that do. And it's, you can tell a world of difference once there's still sunlight at five o'clock. You know, it gets dark at four 30 and it's just like, well, may as well go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When we were in England, it was like that. I'd get home from work and, you know, um, it would be like five o'clock and pitch black outside. And my daughter's already in her, in her night clothes wanting to go to bed. I'm like, I haven't eaten dinner yet. But then the yeah. summertime, it was the opposite because 1030 at night, I mean, it's bright outside and she's, yeah. you know, getting mad because we're like, time to go to bed. And she's like, it's not dark. Yeah. It's and, not dark outside. It's like, yeah, uh, but, yeah, but it's dark in your room when I cut this light out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but some of the other podcasts I do want to mention, um, Dad World Order, we've had them on our show talking about why they're mm-hmm. fans. You know, two great yeah. guys. The Smack Raw podcast, who we've not had on yet, but we've been working on it. Uh, Botch Boss and Chair Shots, the Wrestling Society podcast. Bear, we're thinking about you. Yep. You are the next guest. I'm You're the next one. We we will get to you, I promise. Uh, Finish Your Wrestling, another great, great podcast. These guys, they're out of New York, and they have some really good insight. They uh, One of their latest shows, they were actually talking about Apparently, Vegas, they're actually talking about putting gambling lines on wrestling. Yes. Like the storylines. Yeah. And it's like, good luck with that when trying to regulate it because it's almost like, okay, do you see gambling lines put on like movie plots? Or TV show plots? Yeah. Or, yeah. It's like, you can't do uh, that. You can't do that because somebody will go, what's the line? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to put all this money over here on this. Yeah. Line, you know, and. And I'll make sure it pops up with that. Oh, yeah. Um, want to mention the True Crime cast and bless their hearts, you know, Jamie and John. Uh, two guys, they were on the show. And Dwayla will meet them one day. Oh, yeah. yeah I promise yep. it. I will. And our buddy Justin at TNC Sports Talk. He has been, uh, his, he's been actually coming on the air during more during the day instead of extremely early in the morning. Right. Uh, but. I mean, you're talking about somebody who just has a great broadcasting voice because I was talking to him mm-hmm. the other day about some other business type stuff. And when I even told the guys with me, I said, yeah, I said, what do you hear him speak? And it's funny because we're all on Zoom and we're like talking with the microphone. And of course, Justin has like his microphone and I mean, yeah. he's got everything. And uh, I was like, yeah, I said, he's got the setup. I said, I'm very, very jealous of his setup because it's <laughs> fantastic. But uh, I'm trying to think of some, I know there's some more, but. You know, I've um, other than AW last night, um, MJF was having a celebration, you know, his victory over Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson at the pay per view. And we got the four pillars of AW in the ring. The Sammy Guevara came out, Darby Allen came out, Jungle Boy came out. Every one of them wants a title shot. And that's, mm-hmm. that's refreshing to see that four guys that started this company that helped build this company from the ground up are in the main event spotlight. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to, you know, you know, each of them have wrestled, you know, guys that come from other companies or 
just guys with a lot more experience and it's just it's nice to see these young guys getting that opportunity oh one of the things that i actually wrote this down in my notes to bring up because i haven't seen a ton of it i just saw the smack talking um mostly from flair but did you see the little the, there's rick flair and dutch mandel have have been uh, having Lord. kind of a twitter beef um <sighs> It's like I need the old guys to get off Twitter and sit down. It's like stop, yeah. just stop. Um, because Dutch was talking about Flair's last match, and he's garbage. Said, I mean, yeah. everybody knows that match was trash. Yeah, he said, you know, he he's like, I heard he passed out twice during the match. You know what? And he shouldn't have even been in there. He did, and you know, then and Dutch does have a tendency. It, with Dutch, I don't want to say he's running his mouth. I want to say Dutch is actually kind of telling it like it is. Yeah, Dutch has always told it like yeah. it is. And people yeah. just never like that because people expect to be coddled and things sugar-coated and everything. Dutch ain't doing that. It's just, and he's like, if you don't like it, that's fine. But that's how I see it. Yeah. And Flair, you know, shot some things back. I'm a legend. You're not. And then uh, then Flair did actually. But Dutch probably... is a legend. Just because he yeah. did not reach the heights that Ric Flair did does not mean he's not a legend. Dutch Mantel is one of those, he, you know, you hear these other wrestlers talking about him and they talk pretty highly of him because he has a, he's one of those with a great wrestling mind. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. And he understands the storylines. He knows how to teach the business. He I mean, understands he, the psychology of wrestling. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think if he wasn't a trainer, I think he was more of a mentor. Yeah. You know, he's one to take the, pull the guys aside, you know, one-on-one yeah. like -on -one and say, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Yeah, he and, was a mentor. He was, you know, we're creative and just, you know, but the guy's a legend. Flair's just, mm -hmm. Flair knows that match was trash and he's mad because he thought, I'm Ric Flair. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to walk out there with the robe and the belt and everybody's going to look past the fact that I am in my mid-70s and have absolutely no no business in a professional wrestling ring, much less in the main event of a show built around me. No. Just no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. It's like, it's like, sit down. Just sit down. It's over. And, and you've, had a you've had a career that every other wrestler dreams of. Mm -hmm. Be happy with it and sit down. It's like, but the match was garbage. I still haven't watched it. I don't want to watch it. Here's the thing. I've seen clips and that's enough. I've heard that the undercard was fantastic. Then we get to the main event and it's like, and it, okay. And here's the thing. When Jay Lethal, Andrade and Jeff Jarrett cannot carry somebody to a good match, there is a problem. And, and Ric Flair was the problem. Which you never thought that we'd ever have to say something like that. No, never. Never thought that I would say somebody had to carry Ric Flair. Ric Flair usually did the carry. Mm -hmm. You know, he usually made everybody else look like a million bucks. These guys couldn't make him look like 10 bucks. <laughs> it was just the clips that I, especially toward the end, he was so blown up and so out of shape that when he put the figure four on, he just laid there. And they had to count the three on Jeff Jarrett, even though Flair's shoulders were down, because Flair didn't have the energy to sit up with the figure four. And you know why he passed out twice? He was dehydrated because he was trying to cut weight to get down to his, what he considered a perfect weight of like 220. Yeah. So he figured, hey, I just won't drink any water. <sighs> Idiot. And so losing water, and of course, then he goes in there and does something that is highly aerobic. Yeah. And, he, and he's thinking... I still have the same lungs that I had when I was in my twenties and thirties. Yeah, you still, and now, he's known for his cardio. Don't he was known wrong. for his cardio, cardio, even into his forties. He was known for the cardio, but he's in his seventies. No. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, exactly. He passed out and there are, don't you, there are wrestlers. I met three the other day who were mm -hmm. in their seventies, two in their seventies. The other one in he was 80. They still wrestle occasionally. They don't 
you know, and I'm talking about the Rock and Roll Express, mm-hmm. who I think they're about to have their very last match, mm-hmm. and Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, and but they stay in ring shape. Yeah, they yeah they they, stay uh, they have out. schools. Yeah, they're not out. You know, they're not out drinking, trying to pick up girls that are you know old enough to be your granddaughter. Yeah, you know, I've seen clips of that on TikTok, and it's like you've just turned into the creepy old guy at the bar. Yeah. You know, and I was going to say the whole joke about uh, him being in the club. He's too old. Not that he's old, but he's too old to be in he's the club. He's too old to be in the club. Yeah. Uh, but Flair's actually, well, he's just too old. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, that's it. He's too old. Just sit down and enjoy your children and your grandchildren. And, you know, I mean, he can't enjoy his wealth because he marries every woman he dates. And but him, him and um, ends up having, ends up paying alimony. <laughs> Uh, him and I want to say Fifi. What's her actual name? Uh, I can't remember. It was they, the they character rec- name was Fifi. Yeah, they reconciled. Oh, they so did. They, they are back together. Mm. Um, but I also want him to be loyal to a, a sports team at some point because yeah. at one point he said he was a big Tar Heel fan. Then he moved to, you know, close to Atlanta, and all of a sudden he was a, a Georgia fan. But now he's down in Florida. But now he's also saying I like Michigan. It's like, dude, come on, Tar Heels forever. Yeah, pick a team, buddy. Pick a team. You know, I mean, I, mean, I don't care if you have two, but you can't have one in every city that you live. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you tell me you like North Carolina and Duke, I'll say you're a pod person because <laughs> that's illegal. <laughs> but, you're a oh, pod person. You're a pod person. You know, you're not an actual human being. You know, yeah. even uh, you know, you you've replaced the human beings, you know, with aliens or something. Yep. Oh, but I think Flair, that's about it, really. Um, and, well, I will say one thing about Ric Flair. When he talked about about Jim Hurd, and he said he made me cut my hair. I want to say, did it not grow back? Exactly. It's like, I mean, you rocked that haircut for a while. You know, after he came back, he cut his hair again and had that same haircut for a while yeah. in WCW. Like especially during the feud with the NWO. So it's like, yeah. So I mean, he needed a new hairstyle. Yeah. You know, not that you know we're hairstylists, but. He still had the same locks, the same do that he yeah. had since 1975. Uh huh. Yep. And it was that weird, just it's just long, but it looks like the Farrah hair. It looks like you yeah. just came out of the discotheque. Yeah, it looks like it was feathered and everything. It's like okay, all right, yeah. we and need to freshen this up. Yeah. So even part, cutting it short would have worked. You know, like when he went to WWE and it was like shorter. It's like that's fine. It was shorter everywhere, not not buzz, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah. they kind of they kind of thinned it out, and it's like it wasn't so big like hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I listen to Hair Nation sometimes on Sirius. So <laughs> Speaking but... of, and I'll say this on the air. Um, there's hoping I have a friend, and uh, her son is 19, and I'm like closest thing to a dad that he's got. And okay. so he's been having some stuff going on. And so he came over today. I was talking to him. Well, he had his Bluetooth speaker with him. He was listening to music. Guess what he started playing? Motley Crue. Halloween. Really? They are still making music, dude. Oh, I knew that. See, I told him. I said, I said, my buddy Steve is a metalhead. And he would, he would know that they're still making music. But I didn't. Yeah. He said... Uh, he was listening to a new song of theirs from like just a couple, a new song that dropped a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, dude, I was listening to Halloween when we were, when we were in high school. Keeper of the seven keys. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah. I had a Halloween t-shirt back in high school. I remember that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only could wear it a couple of times to school because one teacher, Miss Shelton, who's actually on my Facebook now, uh, she was the one I had to, I had to cover it up. She yeah, was the only one who said anything. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she always Halloween. looked for stuff like that, though. She, she did. Was just, she liked to nitpick. Yeah, um, which is surprising that I actually have her on my Facebook now. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, she's kind of calmed down, and oh, that's good. You no, know, um, but I think she was she would have been better off as a college. Yeah, yeah, she'd been better off as college instead of high school. Yeah, um, but anyway, so. And real quick before we get off, how are your brackets looking? Oh, I haven't even made one yet. Oh, you didn't make one? Well, let's no. do it now. 
I haven't um, made. Yeah, it's already. It would have been busted anyway because there's no way I would have picked that team that won today. <laughs> um. Yes. Somebody who we graduated high school with picked Virginia to win it all, <laughs> and he posted on Facebook. <laughs> well, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like see you. Yeah, it's like wow. I'm not heard they won first class tickets home is what they want. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean that's is because I guess last year I I forgot about that. Last year they got knocked. They were a number four and got knocked out by a thirteen. Yep. Yep. Um, and it was like oh Ohio State because Ohio State Mm -hmm. was like the the number thirteen. Yep. Um, Yeah, because we were talking about how uh, they're. You know, they're a football school. It's like they're not really known for basketball, but then they just walk in and blow out a top seed. Um, Ohio State in basketball is kind of like Kentucky in football. It you is. Know, usually yeah. they're down, but then all of a sudden they'll jump up for a couple of years yep. and, and then, and then sh- back down again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always kind of like with kind of like with Carolina's basketball and football, too. Yeah. Um, of course, it's that roller coaster. I actually say it's kind of like a sine wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna be nerdy, yeah, be really, <laughs> really nerdy. Uh, and for those of y'all watching on YouTube, I know you you saw some of the pictures at the very beginning. If you mm. saw the video, yes, that chess club picture that is a real picture. Dwayne actually has it as his profile picture now. I Facebook. do. Yep, I changed it, and put it up I, there. Today. I was like, heck yeah! But <laughs> I'm uh, I hadn't even looked to see. You know, I'll look right now to see who all you know from our high school actually gave it a like. Yeah. Um. Because I'm pretty sure they may go, wow, I know them too. Um, da, 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 da. Well, my daughter gave it a like. Yeah, she did. Um, uh, let me see. Oh, Joe Pro. Joe Pro James. Yep. Uh, Kelly James. Uh, Relissa, that's your cousin, right? Yes. Yep, I remember her. She's really nice. Yep. Yeah, she's and then good it, people. Yep, then it was like two weeks later, y'all got in that wreck with the train yeah yeah <laughs> Whew. i don't know why i wasn't with y'all that night because i was supposed to be i don't know you were what supposed happened. to be and i can't remember why yeah um but yeah you missed a fun one i did <laughs> apparently <laughs> uh but but anyway so yeah that that is our wrestling news for mm-hmm. you know right now uh, like I said, go check us out. I forgot to totally mention, totally forgot to mention our merch site, tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. If you're watching it on YouTube also at the bottom, occasionally you'll see the scrolling of the email address and the merch site. I've been doing that as well, just in case people don't remember, mm-hmm. uh, good way to advertise. But yeah. like I said, you know, go check out our merch site. You can get shirts, you can get phone cases. Where's my phone right here? Phone case, just like that. And, and a couple different designs too. Um, but yeah, go check out the other, other shows that we were mentioning, uh, mixtape podcast. Like I said, you should have the advertisement at the very beginning, go check them out. And they have a video of me doing the macaroni with macaroni with a serious face. I haven't actually seen, I know they have the video because <laughs> I sent them the video uh, that's and, great. and they have mentioned the video and, uh, but yeah, some Greg, I actually met, I didn't even tell you about that. I met him. One of the guys, in fact, it was the same guy I had met last year at mm-hmm. NWF Revolution Rising. He was also at the last Man Orb show. Okay. And and before I go, I gotta mention something funny that actually happened there. Um Randy, Sizemore, he was with me, you know, our friend Randy. Mm-hmm. And when they were playing a song and I was like, man, what is this song? And I went, hey name of the phone. I don't want to say it now because then I'll start asking. Yep. And I said, name that tune. And then the music just stopped. Yeah, and I didn't think Randy was ever going to stop laughing. <laughs> it was like the perfect talk. Like, name that tune, and just silence. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. But uh, two weeks to WrestleMania. Yeah, you know. So hopefully they'll be getting more matches on there that we can either hype up or pick apart. There you Let's go, because that's what you know, we do. <laughs> that is that is what we do. We armchair book. That is yep. why we are called the armchair booking podcast so uh but once again we're getting back in the back in the swing of things and Mm -hmm. you know hopefully uh the video will be out tomorrow hopefully let's see i'm trying to work it out my wife and i are actually going to go out to dinner tomorrow night we have a date night cool cool yeah we don't get those very often so yeah i understand (laughs) yep yep so 
but my friend until hopefully we should be recording monday and we gotta i gotta figure out the work schedule because that's going to be that yeah is, yeah it's kicking up yeah it's yeah really starting to kick up so uh but until we can talk again my friend i'll say good night and god all bless. right god bless